Hi, this is Scott, and welcome to the Scott and Paul Show. I'm here with my friends, Paul. Uh, we sat down and came up with our own top ten Hall of Fame for pro wrestling. Uh, we couldn't narrow it down to just ten because there's so many great wrestlers, so we're actually doing a top eleven. Uh, and we came up with our own criteria, and in order to come up with a list like this, you need a, you need a criteria to follow, or you're just going to include all your favorites. So we worked pretty hard on it, and uh, Paul's going to explain the criteria. The criteria was very simple. Years in the business, the impact you had on the business, and the impact you made outside the business. So with that, we decided it was very difficult, but we decided on to combine our list, and the ones that didn't match up, we kicked them to the side, and we fought for the guys we won in there. Unfortunately, or fortunately in our case, there was only three that we really left off. And so they're in there now, and now we are ready to go through our top 11 list in no order. Roddy Piper, Steve Austin, The Rock, Vince McMahon, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Brett the Hitman Hart, Andre the Giant, Macho Man Randy Savage, The Legion of Doom, The Road Warriors, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Now the next part of this We'll be editing this down to at least the top five. So, Scott, out of this list, who would you like to delete? Who would I delete from this list? I would take... Can I just well, say something these guys real quick? Are fantastic. Go ahead. I'm shocked you didn't put Luger on there. Listen, man. That was some number, number 12 on my list. But we, we got down to number 11. Oh, okay. He's number 12. For a guy that can oversell, <laughs> he's the number one winner. But uh, <laughs> he get body slammed, and you can hear him down the street. So, um, yeah, Luger was a big part of a lot of these guys. I mean, Ric Flair and him had a memorable run. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I would have to say the first one I would cut would be Andre. Andre was amazing. Andre was a huge draw. Andre, he had that uh, some mainstream appeal. He was uh, actually well-spoken when you could understand him. Uh, people came to see him. I mean, he filled the gardens. I mean, he just, all around the world, he was popular. Uh, but because of his main drawing thing, which was his size, uh, he had a very limited move set, and what he did, he did very well. I mean, his headbutt is just awesome to watch. And, uh, you know, strangling people and all that. He had a good strangle. Uh, but that was pretty much it. You know, it was all about his size. And he's 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 instrumental in the sport being what it is today. Um, or at, at, at all of its heights, you know. Uh, and rest his soul, but I'd have to cut him from that top 11. That was my first choice as well. So we are back to 10. So now we finally have our top 10 list. Yeah, I just don't think you can have a Hall of Fame list and not have Andre on it, period. Unless you're talking about top 4 or 5. Um, but he could fit anywhere on the list. But yeah, I would cut him today. Well, name recognition, he's definitely in, in there. So. Oh, yeah. Even people that to this day don't have never really watched wrestling, they know who Hulk Hogan is, and most of those would probably know who Andre the Giant was. Okay, so we're finally down to 10. Now, how do we want to do this? Do we want to 
do the top five in no order, and then fight over that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't want to put anybody in order. You know, let's tr let's trim a couple more off as we go, and um, then we'll get down to our top five. We could talk about who is who's number one, just so we can uh, start arguing with each other. But uh, well, we, uh, uh, Vince McMahon's number one. <laughs> That's the winner. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we won't uh, argue much. Well, hell yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, That's this was 2014. Um, the whole thing. Who do you think we ought to cut next? Uh, I know who I'm leaning towards. Fuck. Mm. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I hate I to do this. I can be the bad guy and go ahead and cut somebody. Uh, no, no, it's my turn. Um... I'm going to take out Piper. Close. I was only, That would be my next one I was going to do after the one I was thinking of. Yeah. I mean, Piper one. was great, but right after WrestleMania 2, around 3, he turned babyface. He, he never had the same impact again. And he's built his whole gimmick on who he was before then. Yeah. He's never been quite the same after that. Yeah, and that's pretty much why it landed like a turd in WCW. Yeah. I mean, I was, his, yeah. his his reveal in WCW was, was awesome, and then it just went nowhere immediately. And he keeps calling himself, I'm a heel, I'm a heel, I'm a villain. Yeah, but you basically played babyface for the last 25 years. Yeah. So um, are we taking Piper off now? I'd take Piper off. Okay. Yeah, the last great thing I saw Piper do was when him and Paul Orndorff split. I thought that was really good on on main event. I thought him and Bret Hart at WrestleMania eight was great, but Okay. Down to nine. My turn. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Um I'm gonna have to cut Bobby the Brain Heenan. Mm. Yeah, that's who mm. I would cut. He, uh, he had a great mouth. He, uh, he did his job well. You're supposed to hate the guy, and the guy made you hate him. Uh, his his commentary was legendary, and. I mean, without without that commentary, I mean, a lot of these big matches wouldn't have been as good as they were. You know that it's like the score in a movie. You know, it's it plays along to the action and and it really builds it. You turn Bobby the Brain Heenan off and uh, or Vince McMahon for that matter off. You know, who played it kind of straight but not as well as Bobby. Um, turn those guys off on the sidelines and it doesn't make near the impact that it normally would. And Bobby the Brain was he was a good manager. And he, but he was fantastic at what he did. But in the ring, he didn't, you know, he, he got third round a few times, and his career was pretty much over by the time WWF got big as far as actually wrestling. Um, but yeah, he he's amazing. But I, I don't think I could leave him on the list above the rest of these guys as far as overall impact. Bobby is the greatest manager of all time. I think we can yes. all agree on that. Absolutely. 
So, no disrespect to Bobby, but he has to go off the list. Yeah, I mean, he only made like the top thousand. <laughs> top thousand. I mean, poor bastard. Yeah. Of course, there's always room next year. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's my turn. Fuck. <laughs> um. I imagine pro wrestling fans coming up with their own list, just agonizing over the choices like you are. I spent a month coming up with mine. <clears throat> I'm going to have to drop the Legion of Doom. I agree with that. And and yes, there's two people in Legion of Doom, but we included them as one, one item because well, they I'm were a package. Included, I'm even including Precious Paul in there. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Doom was an amazing tag team. They were probably the most over tag team of all time. I even had the Sign Brothers on the early list. Both of them were super mega over, but you got that Road Warrior pop. I mean, it, they still say that to this day. So, uh, they, just their, their look, their bruising style. I mean, they were just awesome. I mean, I could I could remember watching the. Uh, WWF shows and that theme song, you know, I could be playing with toys and kind of be zoning out from the show because maybe, you know, maybe the matches weren't that good or I've seen the guys a thousand times. There was never one time I could turn my head away from the Legion of Doom as a kid. When that started, it was just, my attention was on that from beginning to end. If for the most part, you missed the whole match. Awesome. If you turn your head, you missed the whole match. They go in there and they just kill the jobbers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather watch them kill jobbers than wrestle other big names. <laughs> it's like the only, That's how good the Road Warriors were. They're the only wrestlers I preferred to watch wrestle jobbers, period, because it was a slaughter, and it was believable. I'm pretty sure that the jobbers got like hazard pay to wrestle the Legion of Doom and nobody else. So if you're a jobber, you can thank the Road Warriors for making me want to pay attention to you. That's talent. Yes, it is. That that finishing move, man. I just, it's 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 kind of scary. Yeah. It was yeah, but it was something I really one of these days. I just hope to see someone's head come off her shoulders for real. Yeah. I'd never take it, but it was it was intense. Everything well, I mean, about the road wars was intense. It was just so dangerous. How they those guys would backflip off from them, and it was like they just had to roll and hope they made it over without landing and breaking their freaking neck. And those guys were so strong and so powerful. If they didn't want a job that night, they're not doing the job, which no. they didn't do it that often. And until the Dudley Boys came around, I think they had more titles than any other tag team in history. Yeah. Every place they went, they won the belts. That's how over they were. They were more over than Freebirds, more over than Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express. Uh, now, as far as actual great tag team, I think Midnight Express is a far better tag team. But as far as being over and, and selling and putting asses in seats, which is apparently the only thing it's about, that's the Road Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't technically as good as some of those other tag teams, but, you know, on their ring ability, but. They still had a good ring ability that suited their body types, and they were over. Yeah. But it did take two of them 
for the whole package. Yeah, because anytime and on the occasions I switched them in and out, it didn't work. And when Hawk was doing the alcoholic angle towards the end, that didn't really work either. Okay, Scott. Left at seven. Oh, my turn? Mm-hmm. I say cut flare. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Show's getting right in real quick. <laughs> um, ooh, ooh, I'm gonna cut. Uh, I'm gonna go with Steve Austin. Wow, really? Yep, I'm gonna cut Steve Austin. Was that due to the length of his run? That was the, the brevity of it. Yes. And that's the only thing that I would chop him out of there versus the other guys that's left. Um, he had an awesome, 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 awesome character. Uh, his intensity was better than any of the ones left on the list. Uh, he put the asses in the seats, but it just it didn't last that long. And, and I think a lot of that success was dependent on on how well he played off of two of the people left on the list. So uh, when he initially got yeah. over with Brett and then the you know the boss angle with Vince. So yeah, he was amazing. Don't forget about the mania matches he had with The Rock. So Yeah. And there's subjectivity on these lists due to appeal of the character. Yeah, I liked a lot of things about him, but I liked a lot of things about the the other guys better. So that comes into play a little bit. I didn't really dislike at all. I mean, I loved him. I loved watching Stone Cold. But I would have to say, uh, yeah, it's kind of part of a package deal. You take Brett and Vince out of that package, and especially Vince, and what do you have? Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, if we have a comment section, it ever becomes alive. I think the rock cutting Austin now just went would make it go <laughs> ape shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't hear about this show. You were stunned. Yeah, just gave you guys a stone cold stunner. Booyah! Well, one of the uh, but if he if it had maintained for a longer period of time, I would. I mean, I could have squeezed him ahead of some of these other guys. And if we're going on runs in time in the business, that was one of them that we had to agree upon. I have to cut the rock out. Yes. Because he my next choice. He left. He left for seven years. Came back still just as over as ever. And that's amazing. Yeah. And he left and became even more famous and more rich after he left. So that, that just proves how great and how entertaining he really is. He is the most entertaining man in the sports. So, that sucks. I love Rock. His promos were amazing. I, mean, I refuse to watch Raw unless Rocky's on there or Sting. That's the only time I watch Raw. So, <sighs> Top five. Vince McMahon, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Macho Man. You know what? I think that order is actually pretty good. 
Hogan and Flair is debatable, but I think where it's at right now. Well, maybe Brett with, might be below Macho. I can go with that if we had it in that order, even though we're aiming for no particular order. Screw it, we got an order. <laughs> <laughs> we have an order, guys. We've got to stretch it out a little bit <laughs> longer. Yeah, Macho Man would be our number five on what's left. And, yeah. I mean, especially, especially um, starting around the time that he wrestled Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That was just, man, that is one. that has got to be one of the best matches ever. To this day, it's one of the best ever. And it, I think it always will be. So he's got one of the all-time great matches. He was just awesome. I loved everything about the Macho Man. His uh, his look was awesome. I mean, he he was he tried to play the psychotic, and he seemed like a psychotic. I mean, it was great. It was a believable gimmick. I think Macho should be higher than Brett, though, just based on notoriety. Of course, Brett's he's way over in Canada, though. But worldwide, I think more people know Macho than Brett. Yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, if you cold called somebody and asked them to name five wrestlers, I think Macho would be on there above Brett. Oh, for sure. Because it would probably be top five would be Hogan, Macho, Andre, Austin, and Rock, probably Piper, if you want to put six on there. So Bret Hart had a great run. He was, you know, I hear people say a lot of times that Brett was one of the guys that kind of made it to where the smaller guys could be the draw, but I think Macho Man was probably the first guy that did that. Of course, he was playing off of Hulk Hogan, too. Yeah. Megan Brett Powers. didn't have a Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, when he turned heel with Miss Elizabeth and all that, uh, that was a really great. And then when he came back, that was really good. And then the uh, the Royal Rumble, when the, was it the Royal Rumble when him he jumped on Yokozuna? Or was that on Raw? Um, I don't remember. It was I remember the feud, though, but I don't remember. They, had, they had a rumble. They had a rumble, whether it was a Royal Rumble or whether it was Raw. The Macho Man and Yokozuna was an awesome, awesome moment. And I'm going to have to look that one up because I haven't seen it since it aired. But, uh, I mean, I was on my feet, and it was just – it was it was fan-freaking-tastic. I think it was on Raw. Um, but the Macho Man came in there, and just the energy the crowd got – I mean, a lot of that had to do with the hate of – Yokozuna, but the Macho Man coming in there being, you know, that legend already uh, and retired and everything, and he came in there and he just jumped on Yokozuna. It was just, the energy was there. The uh, the drama was there. It was great. He had he had a good reception. I mean, the crowd went freaking nuts. Of course, Yokozuna ended up bench-pressing him completely over the top rope, but it was it was an awesome moment. Loved it. One of my, one of my top Macho Man moments, period. And Bret Hart, I mean, he had a good feud with Stone Cold. Um, technically, he was he was amazing. Uh, he had a good feud with Yokozuna. Uh, that went back and forth for a while. Him and Owen. Yeah, yeah that, the, that Owen Hart thing was great. So, um, WCW was okay, I guess. But <laughs> nothing like his run on Raw during the early parts of Raw. He was just... This is Brett the Hitman Hart. He's one, he's one of the best. And I uh, I think we need to change Hogan and Flair. I think Flair is better than Hogan, 
but if you look at the impact on the business, I think Hogan was far bigger than Flair. Yes. I hate doing that. God. But well, I think every other aspect of the business besides um, mass appeal and, and however he was, Hogan had those two advantages. Flair would have the advantage of pretty much everything else. But Hogan, not only that, he came in at the right time with the right set of circumstances, with the right look and the right promo, and just took off yeah, and, Hogan, made, and helped make wrestling even bigger, way bigger than it was. And Hogan changed the big business twice, in the 80s and then around, what, 96, 97, when he did yes. the NWO. Yeah. Flair's always been Flair. He's always been over. Hogan went from being one of the most loved people in the world to nobody giving a shit to people actually giving a shit because they hated his guts. Yeah. Yeah, he realized that his character had run its course. So I guess this means that Vince McMahon is a 2014 Wrestling Hall of Fame for the Scott and Paul show. The guy yeah. pulling the strings with he all did of this was Vince McMahon. From the minute he bought the business from his dad till till now, everything has been Vince McMahon. Every bit of it. He's done. Yeah, I mean, there's always been duds, but what he's pushed, I mean, it's just... And he's, he's done. I mean, he went from being, you know, growing up in a trailer park to, you know, billionaire. Is he a billionaire? Not anymore. Oh, that's right. He had the... He had, yeah, he also had one of the biggest losses overnight of all time and as far as value. But yeah, I mean, and for him to climb into the ring, something he'd always wanted to do, you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of people can look at that like, hey, you're a jerk because you own a business and blah, 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 blah. But man, how many tickets did they freaking sell? He's done know? pretty much every aspect of this business. He was commentating. He's done wrestling when he didn't need to. He took a bunch of chair shots he didn't need to. Huge bumps he didn't need to. So everything he's made everybody else do, he's done it. He's... Oh, that time he hit that table. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he put his body on the line big time with that one. I mean, he had to be hurting for weeks. <laughs> and him and Jesse were great on, on the commentary together. Yeah. One of the best pairings we've had. Yeah, they were fun. So, yeah, I see. Hey, he's a good manager. Because he managed everybody. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, they inter you know, I mean they were good. Vince McMahon, I mean, without without Vince McMahon, none of this you know the hell there might still be an NWA. <laughs> I mean I, 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 the NWA that was popular in the in the mid eighties, mid to late eighties. That NWA. And but it may as... still be a regional program and may not have grown into it because that Vince McMahon, nobody would have tried to reach those heights. And as and, much as I like the AWA, Hogan never would have been Hogan if he just stayed there. No, no. Ganya never would have gone for it. I mean, the fact that Ganya wouldn't even let you make any money off your own merchandise. All the merchandise that, that you sold all went back to Greg Vern Ganya. That was one reason Hogan left as well. And... No, Vince followed in his daddy's footsteps, and his dad was a hell of a great promoter, and he went even to 
greater heights. He completely revolutionized the business. He took it from a territory to a global empire. Yeah, now, I mean, it was a good timing. Yeah. You had the rise of cable television, which was making, you know, instead of all the regional on-air stuff, you had cable TV, you had the major networks. Everybody was, you know, there was more networks popping up besides just NBC, ABC, and all that in the, what, mid early to mid-70s, late-70s. Cable started building up. Um... Then you had the right personalities in the business at the time. Uh, you know, would Hogan playing the same character have had the impact in 1972 as in you know 1985? No, because there wouldn't have been that wide national um, exposure because of the cable TV. So, yeah, I mean, it was just the perfect timing for Vince McMahon to step in and, and take over and start doing what he was doing. And Vince McMahon is one of the few people that ever go to war with Ted Turner and win. That's a fact. Yeah. Um, he can, well, you know, <laughs> Ted Turner could blame a few other people for that too that worked for WCW. <laughs> AOL didn't quite work out for him as well. No, no. But Vince won, so that Vince is a won, hell of a lot that matters. That's a hell of an accomplishment. Yeah. So, congratulations, Vince McMahon. I mean, he came up with WrestleMania, uh, all these pay-per-views. He got them on TV. Uh, you know, he was on NBC. I mean, seriously. You know. Oh yeah. Sorry, not so many event. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was what that's what put it all over. So without Vince McMahon, none of this is none of this is happening. Period. Might still have a bunch of. You might still be at the regional promotions the way they were. You know. The same names and a lot of the same faces, but not, not that huge, huge, huge empire that it's turned into. Which some people would probably like to go back to that. Certainly look that way. Yeah. Well, that's a problem when you don't have competition. Yeah. And that's that's what everybody says about having competition. And I th I do think Vince McMahon competes with himself, um, and tries to do better, but he still doesn't have that perspective of seeing what the other competitors doing and putting it right back in his face and then he's able to play off of that it's just like it's just like any two wrestlers in a feud you know they have to play off each other or you don't have a good feud and without direct competition he's he's not gonna put out as good a product as he as he can no matter how hard he tries you know I think the guy's heart's in the right place as far as trying to build a better product but without that competition it'll never be as good as it can be So that's our 2014 Hall of Fame pro wrestling. Um, if you don't agree, uh, you can get bent and discuss it in the <laughs> comments. <laughs> so, um, because ultimately, there's never going to be a definitive list. I mean, maybe your top three, top two, and that's about it. Everything else, you're splitting hairs. Um, and understand that it's subjective. I pretty much quit wa watching wrestling just before WCW folded. I, I pick it up and watch some stuff off and on that Paul recommends, but there's not going to be any John Cena's or CM Punk's or anybody like that on my list because I just haven't really been exposed to them a whole lot. But from 1985 to 2000, 2001... 
I can tell you about all that. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. I didn't have anybody from ECW or Austin technically was in ECW for a while. Yeah. Flair was our WCW kind of guy, NWA. I mean, I know that Macho and Brett and Hogan all ended up in WCW. I guess you could say Hogan, but people identify with Hogan, I would I would assume most would just think WWF right off the bat. Yeah. Same for Macho Man and Brett. Yeah. It's even more of a standoff for Flair. Yeah. I mean, if there was somebody from ECW, it would be Rob Van Dam. Yeah. But his impact isn't anything like top five guys we have here. No, no. Much as I love Van Dam. And, you know, really, for the new guys coming up the last 15 years, it's hard for them to make this list because, I mean, unless they can have a sort of uh, mass market impact that these guys did, it's going to be hard to get on, get on there. I hate to say it, but John Cena would be on that list. Just because he's had a run for 10 years at the top. Yeah. Even Hogan wasn't at the top for 10 years. No. But, you know, I, I, think, I think Cena's like your Call of Duty, parallel to video games. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best product at the top. No. Everybody's all into the the I don't know just the look and the language that Cena chose for his character when he got popular. I mean I've, I'm familiar enough with him for this part, and you know that's just what everybody was. I mean that stuff was just at its peak of popularity, and a lot of those people are still watching it. So yeah, I think I I mean what I've watched of him I've liked, but I don't I wouldn't want to watch it for ten years. He needs to have his dramatic Lex Luger heel turn. <laughs> completely out of left field. That you have, you see, you know, you know, it's not like the Hogan Macho Man when Macho Man turned. You could see it coming, you know. Yeah. Um, Hogan Luger come out and save somebody like Ricky Steamboat and just blast them. You know, like, oh, I decided I want to be a bad guy today. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> you know, that's what that's what John Cena probably needs. It's turn heel. Yeah, he won't do it, but Ricky rip off Sting and do his own crow thing. <laughs> Crow Cena. Yeah, a Cena that doesn't talk. I can deal with that. Yeah. A little bit of Cena, he gets old. So. Yeah. But I don't hate the guy, but I haven't watched it for ten years either. So. Oh, I haven't either. I come and go. Yeah, I watch. I like. I like what I've seen of him, but he's not somebody that appeals to me a whole lot. I think when he's pushed, then he has to perform. He can. But there's really not a lot he has. I mean, right now he just doesn't have anybody to play off against. It's the same guy week after week after week. Yeah. Who was the guy he feuded with that was from like the South? What's his name? The crazy voodoo looking dude. Oh, voodoo looking guy. You mean Bray Wyatt? Yeah, that guy. That guy does not appeal to me in the least. That is going to be one of the most uninteresting characters I've ever laid eyes on. I've tried watching him a couple times, and I'm just like, just turn this shit off. He can cut a good promo every now and then, but sometimes he's... I'm not saying he's all bad. I just, it just, there's just no appeal. 
you know, I'm not I'm not really commentating on his or commenting on his um, entering ability or anything like that. He just doesn't appeal. You know whose daddy is though, right? No. Mike Rotunda. No shit. Yeah. He and Bo Dallas is his brother, so. Oh, yeah, Mike Rotunda. There's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, he didn't make the list. Varsity Club, baby. Yeah. Yeah, Syracuse. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> Go Orange. Yeah. He wasn't a bad wrestler. He just. No, he was good Mike, technical. Sound Rotunda. Yeah. I was watching NXT, and um, I really liked uh, William Regal on there. Oh, Regal's awesome. Yes, very, very good. But we're off the, you know, we're off topic here. So, so thanks um, for listening. Yeah, thanks cool. for listening. This has been the Scott and Paul show again. If you don't like our Hall of Fame, you can get bent and comment, or send an email. Um, what's my email? Um, at Rosie. Which one is that? What we're using here? No, that's your personal Twitter thing. It's um. Oh yeah, yeah. Scott and Paul show at gmail dot com. Yeah, gmail dot com. So send us a hate <laughs> mail or tweet us at at Razik, R-A-Z-E-A-K, and uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Have a good day.